Hi, it's Natasha. And KC. And we are the co-hosts of Woke, Woke and Free. Free. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our 47th episode of Woke and Free. If you've been tuning in every week, for Woken Free Wednesday, you know that Woken Free is all about being real and honest with each other and you. We talk about everything and anything that's important to us, to you, and the world, and nothing is off the table. In this episode, we're talking all about racism. Ooh, yeah, I know, very serious, guys. But before we dive deep into this subject, we have a couple of ground rules to cover. First, have you subscribed to Woken Free on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio? If not, please do. We greatly appreciate your support of the show, and you can see all the platforms that we're on by going to WokenFree.com. Secondly, have you shared an episode? I think this would be a great episode to share, so please do share with your friends and family. Sharing is caring. And of course, we would love to hear from you on social media. So always feel free to find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Woken Free. And then also, if you want to review an episode of ours, please do by going to WokenFree.com. You can see all the different platforms that we're on, like iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio. You know the drill. And you also know that each week we like to share a little bit about us before we dive into the topic for the episode. Last week we shared our favorite lunchbox. This week we are sharing our favorite theme song from a non-animated TV show. That's very specific, Lou. Yeah, because I didn't want to put the animated shows in because then it would get pretty crazy. I can't. And I don't want to break people's hearts. I can't with you. That's okay. why That's why I did that so exclusive, you, exclusive. You're talking about people, people shows. So for me, that yep. definitely comes down to Dawson's Creek. Oh, my God. Basie and Joey forever. Now, oh. remember, this is about the songs, not yes. the content of the show. Yes, the beginning of the All song right. was everything. Charmed, of course. I uh, really wish I practiced Wicca magic. <laughs> I love that beginning song. That's awesome. 90210, shout out to my Cali folk. Yes, yes, yes. And then, of course, One Tree Hill by the, I think the intro songs by Gavin DeGraw. Okay. I don't, I don't remember that song, but mm-hmm. maybe, maybe it's a good one. Maybe. Now, when I, when I thought of shows, what came to mind was first, uh, Party of Five, Closer to Free, mm. Charm Just Like You, How mm-hmm. Soon Is Now, and even Dawson's Creek, which I don't watch, called, um, I Don't Want to Wait by, I think, Paula. Mm, okay. Yeah, uh, but it's actually a tie for the favorites for me, and that would be Roswell's mm. Here With Me Now and the classic, the very classic, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air opening. You're so dating yourself. I, love <laughs> it. I can't with you. Because that, cause I thought about that, I said, you know what, that opening's classic. No one's done anything like it since, so I cannot it's definitely it. ingrained in my mind. And I know people were thinking about that, too. When I, whenever, when I first said what we were going to do for this week, I bet you some people thought, Oh, Fresh Prince back in the day, that was the jam. Nothing else like it till to this day, so I don't know how that's dated. It still holds up. Well, Woken Free Nation, <laughs> you have absolutely heard his uh, suggestions or his thoughts on what he thinks were awesome show beginnings. If you agree, disagree, you know what you need to do. You need to tell us on WokenFree.com. But I think it's time to keep this party train moving forward choo onto choo. the topic choo for choo. today. All right, well, let's just jump into it then. Mm-hmm. 
What do you think the definition of racism actually is? Ooh, you want me to spill some tea. Okay. Well, according to ADL, racism is the belief that a particular race is superior or inferior to another, that a person's social and moral traits are predetermined by his or her, her inborn biological characteristics. Now, personally, I don't necessarily know if that definition fully fits uh, what what I've received (laughs) in my life. I would say uh, how I personally would define racism in practical application is someone treating another person with less respect, less dignity, and even taking opportunities away from that person or blocking that person because they believe the color of your skin or your background uh, warrants such behavior. So maybe it's because they believe you actually are less than or inferior but either way i think the real issue with racism comes down to the actual application of what people do to each other based on uh, the color of your skin or your background but how would you define racism well me personally i just think of like the straight up textbook definition and that's just judging somebody solely based off their race and coming up with these preconceptions just based off race so I don't even think of the harm in everything when I first think of racism, even though that is harmful because you shouldn't be judging somebody mm-hmm. solely on a look. You know, that doesn't make any sense, especially when nowadays it's sometimes hard to tell what race somebody is. So it's I think it's really crazy. But I also I don't I don't know if I agree with this definition, but I heard the definition that you can only be racist if you come from a position of power. So I like to mention that just, to you know, for everybody out there that Mm -hmm. some people feel racism can only come from somebody with power i'm not necessarily agreeing with that i think Mm -hmm. anybody can be racist and there's racism everywhere regardless of who's being racist but you know that's just what i think okay yeah i mean i definitely have heard that definition as well as like you can only be racist Uh, If you are in a position of power and as someone who is in the non-dominant race uh, in this country, uh, I would say that I've, again, being the recipient end of it, I I think there are a lot of ways, depending upon how you also can define something based on your perspective, right? And your narrative. So it it would be interesting to actually take this conversation and ask people of different races, how would you define racism? Because I think it would be very fascinating to hear how a Caucasian person defines this, how an Indian person defines this, Samoan, African, African-American, Caribbean, English, like across the board. It would be very fascinating. But we don't have all that time, guys. We, we understand. So we're going to keep it moving. Uh, what would you say was the first racist incident that happened to you in your life? Well, it's, that's kind of hard to say what the first is, because I actually grew up around people that are mostly of my race. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to try to go back, the first time I could think of was probably when I was, like, followed around in a in some type of store. Mm-hmm. It might have been a toy store or something, and then the associate there repeatedly asked me if I needed help. Mm. You know, to a degree where it's like, hey, you know, I'm... I'm just I'm just playing around. I'm a kid just looking through the store window shopping. What are you doing? Gotcha. So I think that's like the first, the very first incident that mm. I had. And how old were were you? Would you say? Um, Less than ten, or older than ten? Probably around eleven or so. Okay. Right. Yeah. 
That's that, good. That's that I can remember. I can't... Anything else that may have happened, I don't remember those times. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, sadly, I would say my incident is permanently engraved in my mind. I will uh, never forget it because it was super traumatic. I was six years old. I was taking piano lessons at a school in Lower East Side, Manhattan, and I was in a small, like, kind of uh, summer or after-school kind of program. I can't remember what time of the year it was, with, like, six or seven other girls, and every session, the teacher always made me play last, and so it meant I had the least amount of time, and one of the days, because I was a precocious child, I, you know, turned to the teacher and was like, hey, teacher, why do you make me play the piano last? And he turns to me in front of everyone and says, uh, are we allowed to say the N-word or no? <laughs> um, I won't say it if you're going <laughs> to say no. <laughs> I mean, I think you can say it. You're not because you're not saying it. I'm not calling someone that, but yeah, yeah. I think okay. you can say it. Yeah. So the teacher turned to me and said, uh, uh, because you're a nigger and niggers can't play the piano, which uh, as a person in my adult life, would like completely laugh <laughs> out loud at that statement given where was music created okay but that's, that's a different a episode yeah. that's a different episode but uh nonetheless uh i was six years old i didn't know what the word nigger meant uh i didn't even know i was black because uh FYI, uh, people of color parents don't go to their child and say, hey, come here, black daughter, right? Like, <laughs> you know, uh, we didn't, I didn't know I was black. Uh, and, and so I, and I definitely didn't know I was a quote unquote nigger. So uh, uh, that was a very traumatic experience because I, I didn't know what the teacher was saying to me, but I could look at the faces of the other kids and I was mortified because they looked so ashamed because I don't think they even knew what the word was, but they knew it was knew a it was bad word. Though. Yeah, how he used it. And I knew, yeah, how he called me. But it was in a negative, was... yeah, negative way. So, you know, and I don't, and, and it, what really upsets me about the whole situation was, A, that it happened, but also I don't think it was really handled that well because the teacher wasn't necessarily punished in a way where he was fired or, you know, that there was some type of retribution for what had happened yeah. to me. But uh, I share this story to to share my personal narrative with the Woken Free Nation and anyone listening, because to be honest, uh, we all have traumatic experiences, especially when talking about uh, racism, if you are a person of color and have dealt with microaggressions or harmful people like this so you know the only way to move forward in your healing is to to express it and and not to shy away from these awkward situations well imagine if that happened now you know this person would be lambasted on social media black twitter <laughs> would be listen they would light his behind up yeah, on I don't, fire i don't think he'd have a job anymore i mean he wouldn't have a life anymore yeah, <laughs> yeah that'd be That'd be the end of his professional educational career, but, you know. Especially saying that to a child. I mm, mean, yeah, yeah, that'd be a done deal. Shame on him. Shame on him. Yeah. Now, this is a, this is interesting. Why do you think racism is still happening? Hmm. Okay, so let's spell it out, to guys. Uh, does it have something to do with our nation's capital? <gasps> no, I joke, I joke, I kid, I kid. Or do I? Well... <laughs> you're, gonna, you're, gonna try to, you're gonna try to play... It place some of the blame on them they're the good guys uh, they're out for everybody uh, they're oh, out for the nation oh the white horses oh yeah mm, mm, yeah this nation was founded on giving everybody the, equal opportunity backs of slaves <gasps> gosh wow. with equal opportunity for slaves mm, mm. okay 
Wow. So I personally think <laughs> racism exists uh, due to many factors, but uh, you know I am not Michael uh, Eric Dyson. I am not Cornell West. Shout out to those incredible, incredible thought leaders of our times. Probably the greatest, one of the greatest thought thought leaders of our uh, <laughs> our century. But uh, they and I'll I'll include their information just in case you guys don't know who those two men are. But for me, I think it comes down to the following. Freedom of thought. People are free to think and say what they want, which works for and against us in our society, which is <laughs> <laughs> filled with people who think and, and yeah. do good and bad things. So We're going to need that. <laughs> there's, yeah, you, you still need freedom of thought, but, uh, but it, it, it can also be wielded against you. So there's that. Uh, ignorance. People don't know everything. You are going to live your life not knowing everything. That is the purpose of life. So if you don't have a clear understanding of other people and other cultures, then it becomes very easy to hate and fear and act against things that you do not understand. So ignorance blows. Uh, generational hatred. So there's the whole nurture versus nature thing. But what is common in many of our households? What our parents, aunts, aunties, uncles, grandparents, what they think and say has impact on us, right? And when you have a oh, quote-unquote yeah. yeah. racist parent, oh, my, my dad is racist, but I'm not racist, or my mom is racist, we all... <laughs> That's not me. Yeah, yeah, we all have biases and, and biases that uh, affect us. And and you can reverse engineer them. I don't you think try, that... Yeah. yeah, I don't think that because if you have a racist parent, that means you automatically are subjected to the land of racism. You can absolutely go against it, but recognize <laughs> that you have to actually work on that. Don't sit there and say, oh, no, 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 my, my parent was a KKK member, but no, I'm totally cool, guys. Mm, think about what's going on there. Uh, <laughs> lack of representation. So I, I, as a content creator through Woken Free, through my own business, I do a lot of content generation because I wanted to see myself as a child. I tell you this all the time. It would have made a world of difference to see a black Jamaican-American, curvy, curly-haired, rambunctious person <laughs> talking about and doing what, doing her, her, her thing. It would have made a world of difference for me. So when we don't have people of different shades, people of different sizes, people of different religions, people of different uh, backgrounds in our news, in our media, then what does it create? Narrow, biased perspectives. And that becomes gospel for our society if you don't change the narrative. So... Yeah. <laughs> Get with it. I think that's definitely a big issue. <laughs> Get with it, Hollywood. Get with it, news. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many times, but I will. Don't I will worry. say it. They're, none of them as are much gonna, as, yeah. None of them are going to get with it, but social media will overtake yeah, them. Exactly. So <laughs> our, we'll just have to change the narrative elsewhere. Media but, will yeah. be. It's going to change in the next couple of decades. Absolutely. It's going through a change right now. Uh, fear. I mentioned that earlier. It is a natural human instinct for us to fear what we don't understand or fear what we can't label. But choosing to live by your fear and never overcome it is also a choice that is not acceptable. And I think that that contributes to why people behave the way that they do. Uh, last two factors, ease. It's hard work to be open-minded. It's hard work to be empathetic. It, it requires more energy for you to be open to new ideas and new people. And frankly, yeah. people like to take the easy road, right? They, they want to do whatever it takes to have the least amount of resistance. So, hey guys, be the bigger person and maybe you'd stop hating someone for idiotic reasons like the color of their skin. Ding, ding, ding. And then lastly, lack of leadership. 
which I started the conversation on. When you live in a country where the leaders condone hatred and bigotry and actually spew it themselves, hmm, what do you expect from the nation itself? <laughs> <laughs> so I spilled all that tea. Go wow. ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you pretty much covered everything that I was thinking of because mm -hmm. I, I, I love to get at the mainstream media and I think mm -hmm. it, they're definitely a big, big part of the blame. A huge mm -hmm. part of the blame, even just in, like, news that they cover. So the news, they're going to show certain races in, like, a wor worse light than others. Yep. They won't cover crime equally across all the races. Which is, that's as messed up to me. Because yep. then people say, look, statistically speaking, the news mm -hmm. only shows this one race always committing the crimes. So obviously, everybody of that race are criminals. Of course. Like, only, that's, only in New that's York, the only black and Hispanic like, people seem to commit crime here. Yeah, because it, I don't hardly bad. see crime mentioned in other communities to the same degree as our as people who as brown people, you know. Yeah, so it's you know, that's it's very skewed. It's, that's what I think that's a big problem and yeah, the leadership they're not they're not really helping now. <laughs> this would be a time where you kind of tell people, "Hey, can we all get along? We're all countrymen and <laughs> we oh, should have like they, we should have patriotism among everybody." Huh. We what should, a notion. Yeah, I mean, mm. we should. It should just be everybody. We're all, come on, we're all citizens here. Like, all countries should at least try to stand united as a country. If we ever want to stand united as a world, like, if a country can't stand united, I think that's pretty bad. Uh, I, I think, know we're a huge country, but yeah. we need to figure that one out. Like, it doesn't make sense to, uh, to always split each other up, you know, Democrat, Republican. It's, we should all, like, mm. they're always choosing sides and, like, we're battling each other. I don't know. I think... We're not, we don't know who we really should be battling or oh. what we should be battling. We're missing all the bigger topics. That sounds like wonderful <laughs> ideals, crazy. love. But like I said, when someone says shit countries, I wonder <laughs> what the nation takes from that. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. How can people personally combat racism? I think uh, social media is probably one of the good methods now. Mm -hmm. You can really get a message across that all races are really the same human race. We're not like split mm. out into mm. these mm. different categories that we like to just make up and Word. qualify however we want. <laughs> Especially mm -hmm. since most of us are mixed, right? If you do a DNA test, ha, it's true, like true when you that. really get down to it, you'd be like, oh, you're not what I thought you were. So mm -hmm. my eyes were actually wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I base you solely off of your yeah. looks. <laughs> That's what I categorize, categorize you as. And again, makes no sense. <laughs> where did, where did the world begin? Is it Africa? Oh, well, that's so interesting. Mm, <laughs> gag. Yeah, that's we all much. can. We all come from a common oh, line, oh, a common but, continent. But there's such hatred for brown and black people. Oh, that's so fascinating. Huh, is that self-hatred? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> and it, I actually found this in the, this Time article that actually gave out three steps to combat racism in oh, America. That's cool. So. This author listed having empathy, mm. so kind of like what you were talking about earlier, you know, yes. stepping into somebody else's shoes and yes. seeing from their point of view. That helps. Stand against rhetoric that reinforces stereotypes, mm. which <laughs> we all we all know those classic stereotypes about yes. different races. I'm not going to go through them. Absolutely not. It's just it yeah. doesn't do anything. Where, just, uh, that wouldn't be a bad narrative. It wouldn't be yeah. me standing against it. It would yeah, be me like trying to support it. So it, yeah. I'm not going to mention any of them, but. Yeah, let's get over some of those stupid stereotypes. They're dumb. Mm -hmm. And the last point that the author made was be an active consumer of media and news, which mm. actually talks about standing against media stereotypes now and choosing what type of media you consume. Because yep. 
People might not want to admit it, but what you consume does have an effect on you. It's not just like, oh, I can watch this and it doesn't really matter. It's not mm-hmm. affecting me. I know that this is all fake. No, that's not how it works. You watch this crap and you start to take it in and you then start to like preach it to your friends and family as gospel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, I saw such and such on the news. You know, you're going to say that. So mm-hmm. just think about what you're watching in the media. Just keep that in mind absolutely what you consume matters and it has a great impact on what you're doing and i completely agree with you i think that's a phenomenal point social media is probably one of the best ways to have immense impact on our society so i definitely think that that's part of the the ways that we all can personally combat racism through the content that we consume as well as put out in this world and then generally i would say it's just the whole point to combat racism is to do something it's to stand up against it in your personal and professional life uh, regardless of what the consequence is going to be and I know that that can be hard because some as a person of color sometimes it can feel like the cost is is <laughs> ways more for a, b- a black and brown person than it does for other people yeah. but what is the true cost of not doing something what is the true cost of not saying something if we are not furthering the narrative of diversity in a positive light what does that really do for society as well as our community Good question. Mm. What do you think it'll take to end the scourge that is racism? (laughs) Uh, Taking action, right? People say, oh, you know, I want to be better at reading. I want to be better in the gym. I want to be better fill in the blank. Whatever you want to change in this world means you have to actually be willing to do something. So you have to talk about it. You have to join a protest, start a movement, write a book, teach a class. The point is to do something. Even if your action is just to tell your parent to sit down and shut their racist mouth. What if you um, make music about it? Yeah, Does that count? make music about it. Oh, that Draw, counts too, see? doodle, uh, paint on the sidewalk. Just do something. We all have an inner advocate that we can release out into this world. And I know that that sounds idealistic, but it has impact because if we all freaking did it, it would change minds. And that is how you fight racism because it's not a physical thing we're fighting. It's a mental condition that is taught, not naturally ingrained. So (laughs) we have a responsibility. We have a social responsibility to fight and combat this. The same way people want to come up against terrorism. They want to come up against this, that, and the other. Racism, it needs to actually be handled, (laughs) guys. You know, with with things like the Me Too movement, if if us women can say, hey, I'm tired of being raped at work. Hey, I'm tired of you grabbing and groping me. Hey, I'm tired of all your innuendos. Guess what? Well, I'm a brown person who's tired of being called the (laughs) N-word. I'm a brown person who's tired of dealing with racism in life, right? I want to make it easier for children who come after me. So, you know, what what do I need to do to make their lives better? And a part of that's through Woken Free. A part of that's through you guys listening. You're taking action just by supporting this. uh, Consuming the correct media, right? Exactly. Going back to that. And additionally, I would say just having diverse representation in every industry, right? We need to come to a point in our society where we don't have one, I think in the stock market, we have one black woman broker. Like, that's ridiculous. Well, you that mean she, successful broker. I think the only one on the on the, on the the trading floor currently. I saw oh, something about the, that um, on Facebook and I was like... On Wall Street you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, on oh, Wall okay. Street. Like, 
come on, like, yay for her, because I think she's the youngest and the only black woman, but, like, a sister needs support. <laughs> so we need to have representation in every industry, banking, compliance, education, media, and films, right? We need to, we, we need to have all, and I'm not just talking about color, I'm talking about religious, uh, transgender, gender, everything, like, representation throughout everything that we do in this world. We need to have cultural sensitivity, education and training, which you spoke to actually in another episode that we did in our schools, in our workplace. Oh, the future. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Every year we need to be having this conversation. You can never educate people enough about cultural sensitivity and <laughs> education. Uh, let's have yeah. public discussions. You know, we have a lot of public conversations about things like the royal family wedding. But I'm sorry, can we talk about real stuff like racism? Is that not <laughs> helpful, though, learning about these other people that you'll never see in your life? Mm, mm. Uh, no, I'm happy. I'm happy for them. I'm not throwing shade their way, but what I am saying is the same amount of effort and time that goes towards live streaming. How much that, did it cost them to we, cover that? Yeah, can we can we <laughs> also know? have public conversations about things like racism, yeah. like feminism, like violence, and you know, like can we actually have other types of uh, media and, and money spent towards other things too? Just saying, guys. And then also just less biased news and media. By representation <laughs> and changing yeah. of leadership, we can have that. And then, of course, actual openness and, and wanting to change things. We as a society. Now, if people don't want to change things, that, that would be interesting. If you, Woken Free Nation, feel like there's some people who actually enjoy racism, they enjoy yeah, subjugating people, uh, people uh, to there less are. than, then maybe that's a part of our problem. Maybe as a society, we aren't willing to make a change. And if that's the case, then let's make a stand and figure out how to work around but that. The, but that's It's kind of like... What is that? A bad habit? You know, the people that sure. are addicted to these racist ideas and mm-hmm. doing bad stuff towards other races. I think, yep. I just think it's like a, you, you need to replace that bad habit with something else. If you and want then to, it can go away. remember, a habit can only be broken if yeah. you want to break it. But maybe it. you don't know it's, I mean, maybe you don't really know that it's bad because you're around other people that are doing it. And you're all, it's kind of like when you're with, if you live in a drug house and everybody's doing mm-hmm. the drug, are you just going to be like, you know what, this is bad. I shouldn't do it. Yeah, right. But you're not going to ever think, I need to get off of this. What's going to make you think that? You're enjoying it. It's making you feel numb, whatever. It's Mm -hmm. doing its thing. I think you need people from the outside to come in and show you the light that there's something else besides drugs. There's like rock climbing. You know, there's other things you can do. You Mm. jump out of a plane to really get the adrenaline going. I just think you need to replace that bad habit. And Mm -hmm. you got to show that it can be replaced. You can get another feeling of euphoria, I guess. I don't don't know what it brings them to it being racist. No, I understand what you're saying. I know that they're on these forums and they're just like, I don't know, they're just in a circle having fun with their stupid ideas and stuff going back and forth. It's like a cesspool of nonsense. I just say good luck. I mean, there are people who lead, you know, neo-Nazi groups yeah. and, and, and KKK. I, yeah, good I luck. Uh, I myself have experienced dealing with that as well. So, like, I, I, I don't know if it's possible, but I, I hope that it's possible. Well, they could actually take lessons from the charm song. You know how it goes. True. I am human and I need to be loved. Just like everyone else does. <laughs> I hope you're very proud of yourself from that uh, terrible rendition. Of I like a, how it like cracked at the beginning. <laughs> I like that how I just like broke off at the beginning. That was pretty good. Oh, that was Lord. on the spot. So Forgive yeah, him. pray for him. Well, all right. Instead of doing that, maybe maybe what society can do, we could probably like fix these six areas suggested by NAACP mm. to finally put a stop to racism. 
And those six areas begin with economic sustainability. Mm. So every American should have a chance to actually live the American dream, right? That's (laughs) That's, true. That would be nice. Education, free, high quality, public education for all. Health. Health should be available to all Americans. You should be able to live a healthy life and have Mm. high quality health care. Public safety and criminal justice. It should be, justice should be equitable to all, right? Mm. Nobody should be above the law unless you have enough money. Whoops. No. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a no-go. Do not pass go, do not collect $200. Yes. Voting <laughs> rights and political representation. We need to protect and enhance voting rights and fair representation mm. in our communities. Mm. And then the last point that they made is expanding youth and young adult engagement, which is key for policy research and development and ab- advocacy. True that, true that. So, you know, these are six areas that we need to address if we really want to stop racism. Which, they're, I mean, the, these are big things to do, though. It's Those not are like, huge, but they're definitely You're not snapping doable, your fingers though. and yeah. taking care of it. Like, there's a lot of work to be but done like I say, on all those fronts. Spending time <laughs> on this is maybe more meaningful than some of the other things that we do <laughs> in media or in government. Like, Yeah. <laughs> Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what? So what? So what's the scenario? It's scenario time. Scenario one. Benny and Jamal are co-workers out to lunch half past twelve on a much-needed Friday. They couldn't decide where to go, so they decide to cruise down Main Street. Benny spots a place that is selling a fried chicken wing combo that includes a watermelon smoothie drink. Benny is sort of craving the smoothie, but doesn't know if he would offend Jamal if he points out this fried chicken spot. Should he just say what he wants, or should he keep cruising for a pita and hummus place? You're a hot mess. <laughs> you are one hot mess. First of all, first uh, of all, you better get your ahead. life. <laughs> this is it. Hey, this is, is Benny scenario. White, <laughs> or is he ambiguous? Hey, th- this is part of the scenario. And is Jamal be- white or not white? I just, I don't want to well, be for, racist. Well, so. for sure, Jamal is not white. That's all I'll say. Oh, okay. And for Benny, he could be whatever you want. And does race really matter in this case? If it does, then you could tell us what what's okay. what do you do in each scenario. If Benny was white, what do you do? And then if Benny was a different race, what do you do? I asked because of the question <laughs> of whether the offense, uh, the possible offense to Jamal. Uh, I think that two people of color... Uh, may may I don't know if that would come up as a as a questioning point in in, and one in somebody's mind, mind, but if someone is not of the same race, because then essentially it might, then it you're referring up. to fried chicken and watermelon are stereotypes <laughs> in application to the black community, Khalil, <laughs> and so that's why you need to get your life. Oh, I didn't realize hot that. Hot It just sounded like an interesting combo. Get the hell out! I haven't of here heard of that. that. Like that's just interesting. Oh, really? Mm. No, because uh, a watermelon smoothie. Wow. Okay. It seems like delicious. I think anybody would go for that. You're a hot mess. Okay. It seems delicious. I would say, you know, I mean, I'm on a gluten-free diet, so I can't, <laughs> I can't have fried chicken right now. But, uh, and if anyone's interested in gluten-free, let us know. We'll talk about it because it's really been doing wonders for our lives. Uh, so just side note, uh, guys. But um, I would say... That if he, if he, listen, life is short. If you want to, if you want to clog your arteries and live your life, your best life, um, <laughs> with watermelon and fried chicken, uh, you should tell your friend Jamal, if you're going out to lunch, I mean, that that's the whole point of going out to lunch together to go and enjoy something tasty.
they see together. And so I think people sometimes get a little bit too much in their head, like, oh, can I eat fried chicken with my friend? Like, if you want to freaking eat fried chicken, and regardless of, you know, the health consequence of that, if you're accepting that upon yourself, and that's <laughs> what you want, tell your friend and move on. If the person doesn't want to do something, don't presuppose what, what the what's in someone else's head. You're not a seer. So Jamal will turn to Benny and tell him to get his life. If he doesn't want to go there, <laughs> and, and if he That'd does want to go there, then he'll say, hey, two orders, guys. And, like, <laughs> and we'll move on with oh, our lives, man. and they'll have their fried chicken and their watermelon. It'll be phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, man. All right. So I think in this situation, Benny just has to be very careful how he discusses going to this place. So there's one way he could say, hey, do you like fried chicken and watermelon Jamal oh, Jesus. see if he says that then Jamal's gonna be like no you didn't Benny you know I'm a pita and hummus guy you know it you know I like my pita and hummus so the, the thing is he just needs to say what he really feels and what he really feels is he wants that combo don't try to put on don't try to put on Jamal Benny admit that you really want to go there and that's why you, you're suggesting that place don't ask Jamal does he like that stuff. Don't do that. <laughs> Cuz people try to do that too. They try to put the onus on you like mm-hmm. you find even forget the scenario just in general if you're going out to lunch with somebody or just going out to eat and then they ask you, "Oh, do you like this place?" when they full well know that only they like it. Like just admit the truth. You like it and that's where you want to go and what's your opinion? <laughs> I mean, that's actually interesting that you say that cuz yeah, I actually people try find to put it, the onus I find on it offensive when people are talking to me about food and the first thing out of their mouth is like, oh, you want you like fried chicken, right? And it's whether whether it's <laughs> whether it's a Sweet. racial stereotype or they've seen me eating fried chicken or <laughs> but like the point is there's just there is a way as to how you talk yeah, about it. Yeah, it definitely and is. And so what you Don't you just... do you turn to you turn to Jamal and say, you know, I'm really feeling some fried chicken and some watermelon smoothie. <laughs> um, <laughs> would you like to join me? And and maybe do that have that conversation before you leave work premises so that if the person is like, now nah, I'm good player, you know, then then they don't feel compromised because if they're in the car or whatever and they're and then they're driving up to this, you know, chicken spot. It's like if they, well, they drove by it. He was yeah. driving by he was driving you know. by it and he just saw it on the sign. But it's you know? like it's kind of like he feels he could feel entrapped. Like if he's already there, you know, like it's <laughs> oh, like, it's like oh. uh, I have to go and get this. Yeah, it's that's probably a better conversation to do during your work chat. Do it in a Slack conversation, something. And then get it me you know, I like to do my lunch planning before I leave premises so that we don't have any confusion. So yeah, we're not out here and someone's like, hey, I really want uh, some sushi that moves around on the plate. And I'm like, good luck with that. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, but you know, that that's an interesting scenario. I can't wait for the next one. Okay. All right. So here we are for scenario two. Riley had a great show about a decade ago that recently got rebooted to much fanfare. Riley is not afraid to speak her mind nor offend people for what she feels is the truth. Unfortunately, Riley had a Twitter slip-up where she compared her community leader to an animal and asked for followers to share their own comparisons. Shortly after this incident, her show was canceled, even though she pulled the post and made a video apology. Do you think this is fair to Riley, or should she be given a second chance to redeem herself? I wonder what scenario this is based off of, or inspired Could this, could this even happen in real life, though? No one would be that heinous. Ha! 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 <laughs> I literally only have laughter to answer that statement oh, okay. that you've made. I mean, sometimes um, I guess truth is stranger than fiction. Huh? Mm, I guess that that's a real line that applies. I think people are stranger than they need to be. 
so, uh, again, what is the race of Riley here? Uh, um, <laughs> Riley's a part of the majority, oh, I would say. Oh, go figure. Oh, okay. She's one of, so our president would love her. Oh, excellent. He'd love to have her in this country if he could. Phenomenal, I'm yeah. Because I'm not saying she's from this country, Riley, but if she was from Sweden... She, she would be, would be welcome here. Yeah, awesome. Is what I'm saying. Love it. Okay. That's that's all I'm putting out there. If she was from Sweden, you know. So <laughs> you know the thing about uh, these Twitter slip ups uh, in life is in life, obviously people make mistakes, right? I'm not going to sit here and be on a high horse and be like, you'll never, make, you should never make a mistake on social media. Shit happens, but the intent in the intent of our actions is i think where people really bug out and black twitter will come for people uh, when when you compare especially when it's done in our community i will say when you compare a black and brown person to an animal because it is uh it's just vehemently heinous and it's unnecessary and it's an intentional it's not like you randomly just ended up on twitter and then all of a sudden there's a picture of an animal and a person together right like yeah you there, took time to put there this was together, no gif right? that was there sitting there just waiting for you to press send like you, you had to together. go search or create or you know it was very intentional so this idea of a slip up is more like your intentional racism that you then were like my bad i was in my feelings oh shit i could like this might cost me money Okay, so if you were if you were able to have that hindsight after, then maybe you should before you press send on Twitter think. Hmm, I wonder who this is going to upset. I wonder what people would think about this because <laughs> if you feel yeah. like you might be uh, dragged out <laughs> and really uh, made to be punished for this, then maybe it's not worth sharing it. And, you know, the uh, the other idea of why you think people look like animals, again, speak to your psychologist, your priest, deal with your business. <laughs> your priest. <laughs> you better get your life. Maybe the priest has to do an exorcism yes, on you. <laughs> there has to be something going on here. Because priest? we, as and now granted, humans do have genetic uh, relations, close relations to apes, but we are far past apes. And so, and, and not all people are connected to them. Only certain people seem to be uh, connected in, in, in pictorial comparison than other people so i think that riley unfortunately we live in a time where if you don't punish her by pulling her show then it creates a precedence that it's okay to go and tell other people hey they, this person looks like an animal and then people slap you on the wrist and they're like no 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 that's okay go make your money it's okay sell your things so i think sadly does she deserve a second chance in life yeah of course live your life but you boo boo you might not have your show anymore <laughs> yeah yeah you gotta punish you yeah. gotta punish her to show other people mm -hmm. this isn't something that's acceptable in today's society. It's creating it's the not. precedence, yeah. yeah. We can't we can't do it. And uh you know who you are who did this in reality. So <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Someone actually did this. I you can't believe this. You know who did this. And this person is getting a Facebook show. So, mm, mm, or they're well, doing a show on yeah, Facebook Yeah, yeah, that, that's their, that's your so, right. Yeah, No, Facebook shouldn't take that away. You, she yeah, has the right to do yeah, whatever But she whoever wants. is consuming it, remember, you are what you consume. <laughs> but maybe she'll do a complete 360 and... You know, be oh, sad about her ways. You haven't been on Facebook, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, yeah. Or maybe you go no, full throttle. No. I don't know. Yeah, I'll show you a video of what this person said. No. Oh, all right. There's no remorse. Mm. Uh, well, I guess it is what is it is. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Scenario three. Your relationship with Geneva became rocky ever since she made that off comment about people of your race. 
you didn't think anything of it at the time, but it seems like recently all she does is make derogatory statements and usually adds a qualifier like, not including you though. Should you confront her or just ghost her since you love all the content she posts on social media? Oh, this is a phenomenal scenario. I wonder again what inspired this. <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna put out the scenario. So guys, welcome free nation. Listen up, real Let's quick. There was a person in my life who, uh, quote unquote, had issues with uh, black and brown people due to their parents or their parents, quote unquote, had it. But this person had no issue with that. Mm. And uh, had the had the nerve to text me that this person this person texted me saying that they this is why they don't like black women, but uh, not you because you're not like really black. So that was a real scenario that happened to me in my life. And so this scenario is similar to uh, what happened to me in my life. And at the uh, yeah coincidence. And uh, ultimately, you know, to be honest, I think you, if this were to happen, and I, I was totally flabbergasted and taken back, and it, it was, you know, I, I think I could have handled that situation better, actually. And so what I would advise to people, given this scenario, is what we, what we talked about today, is that if people, if you want to combat racism, then you have to take action. So the minute someone says an off-putting comment about the people that you, the, about the race that you're a part of, even if that person doesn't see fault in what they said, if you are offended, you absolutely have a right to say, hey, boo, please know the following reasons why you offended me. And maybe or maybe not you accept their apology. I mean, you know, Jesus most likely hmm. would have. But uh, so, you know, people can get second and third chances. But I do think that you have a right to say that's not cool and that, you know, you, you have to kind of confront that, that bad behavior. But what do you think? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's better just to confront it because if you don't, then yep. why should she ever change her views, exactly. right? What's going to make her ever yeah. change what she says? And then even if you just ghost her, she's going to go on and do this to somebody else and yep. make them feel bad. Yep. So she's just going around like hurting people without even, she might not even know it. Like she might just be that delusional. This chick knew this. <laughs> you can say whatever you think, but she may be delusional. Maybe not, Pe- yeah. People are already people are delusional. delusional though, yeah. And she might be in a delusion about her not being racist because she <laughs> just says it all the time and nobody corrects her. So it's like she's on a high horse. You got to mm-hmm. slap her down off that high horse, get down off that because you don't know what's going on. True. So I think you do need to just step up and do something good for your race. Absolutely. Tell this quote unquote friend or ex friend <laughs> that. She needs to stop. (laughs) She needs to stop. She's being racist. Like, and you can explain exactly how she's doing it. And then there you take it from there, you know, hear her response. Maybe you can get over this, but maybe not because that might just be ingrained in her DNA. (laughs) Like it might just be too much for her to get over. And then I guess you can't be friends. But at least you got your point across. That's yeah, what I'd definitely. Say. I would say, yeah, I wish I had handled my situation better, uh, to be honest. But yeah, ultimately, confront the bullshit, guys. Confront the bad behavior, uh, and even if the, even if it costs you the relationship, even if it costs again, what is the bigger cost of not standing up for yourself? I would say, in in the various circumstances where people have said or done things to me because of my race or offended me as as being a person of color, and me not standing up for myself in the way that I maybe could have been more forceful about my thoughts, I regret it. And and life should never be filled with regret. So stand up against it. And also, guys, for you, maybe you list guys and ladies, if you don't know what is racist, what is a racist phrase, Google that shit, man. Like, you can literally find articles that will say, hey, you know, saying things like, you know, uh, I don't, you know, all these people are bad except for you. Shit like that's like yeah. not acceptable. Or saying stereotypes to people like, oh, you, your people like, nope, 
you started on that but wrong you know, you know foot. But you know the best one that mm-hmm. is definitely the go-to is that, oh, yeah, I have a lot of friends that yes. are your race. Counting the amount of brown <laughs> and black people in your life is inappropriate. When you do that, it's not going to help the other person there's out. A, there's it's a not whole, gonna make them feel yeah. good. It does. It never helps to say that. Like it's just a stupid. Exactly. Statement. And guess what, guys? We don't do it to you. We, we're not. No. People of color do not walk around counting the amount of Caucasians that they know because it's like uh, they're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard the majority? Right? Like, what are you talking about? So it doesn't. So just just think about it, if you're talking about empathy. Think about what would that feel like if you were on the other side of that and people were constantly telling you all the things about what black means to you in your statement. Those are things that shouldn't be said. So just try to be educated, open-minded like we talked about and uh, just get your life. I mean, really, like (laughs) I can't. But we are at that time again. This was a hell of an episode. Uh, Our 47th episode of Woke and and Free. Woo! Dying cats. Mm Mm-mm. At least harmonized. <laughs> ah, true. <laughs> Catwoman would be proud. Uh, <laughs> Which Catwoman? True, true. My love is always with Michelle Pfeiffer, but you know, shout out to my Halle Berry. Yes, yes. She gave it a shot, right? It was, it was a shot. I will say, <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer, though, it's she will always be Catwoman. She was a bad, she was a bad chick, man. That was awesome. But we digress. In this episode, we did not talk about Catwoman. We (laughs) actually talked about something uh, even bigger and deeper. We talked about racism and what it's all about. And uh, we definitely appreciate you for consuming our content, for listening, and for hopefully sharing this with your friends and family and, and joining the Woken Free Nation. And as always, I always ask, will I leave you hanging for what our next episode is going to be all about? On our next episode, we will be talking about what it takes to be productive at work with our special guest, Bill Jensen. Make sure you follow us on social media to follow along in the conversation. And make sure you tune in next week for Woken Free Wednesday to join the conversation at WokenFree.com. If you would like to be a guest on the show, please submit a topic for an upcoming episode on our Contact Us page. So guys, you I've gotten various uh, people sliding into my DM, sliding into my messenger, how I be on the show. Go to www.wokeandfree.com. That is W-O-K-E-N-F-R-E-E.com. And of course, if you do want to slide up in our DMs or <laughs> messenger, you can always find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Woken Free. If you didn't already subscribe, please do. Share the episode and make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woken Free Wednesdays. Until next time.